0: Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are reading chapters 44 and 45 of Ezekiel. Then the man brought me back to the east gateway in the outer wall of the temple area, but it was closed. And the Lord said to me, This gate must remain closed. It it will never be opened. No one will ever open it and pass through. For the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered here. Therefore, it must remain always shut. Only the prince himself may sit inside the gateway to feast in the Lord's presence, but he may come and go only through the entry room of the gateway. Then the man brought me through the north gateway to the front of the temple. I looked and saw the glory of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. I fell face down on the ground. And the Lord said to me, Son of man, take careful notice. Use your eyes and ears and listen to everything I tell you about the regulations concerning the Lord's temple. Take careful note of the procedures for using the temple's entrances and exits, and give these rebels, the people of Israel, this message from the Sovereign Lord. O people of Israel, enough of your detestable sins. You have brought uncircumcised foreigners into my sanctuary, people who have no heart for God. In this way, you defiled my temple, even as you offered me my food, the fat and blood of sacrifices." In addition to all your other detestable sins, you have broken my covenant. Instead of safeguarding my sacred rituals, you have hired foreigners to take charge of my sanctuary. So this is what the Sovereign Lord says. No foreigners, including those who live among the people of Israel, will enter my sanctuary if they have not been circumcised and have not surrendered themselves to the Lord. The men of the tribe of Levi, who abandoned me when Israel strayed away from me to worship idols, must bear the consequences of their unfaithfulness. They may still be temple guards and gatekeepers, and they may slaughter the animals brought for burnt offerings and be present to help the people, but they encouraged my people to worship idols, causing Israel to fall into deep sin." So I have taken a solemn oath that they must bear the consequences for their sins, says the Sovereign Lord. They may not approach me to minister as priests. They may not touch any of my holy things or the holy offerings. For they must bear the shame of all the detestable sins they have committed. They are to serve as the the temple caretakers taking charge of the maintenance work and performing general duties however the Levitical priests of the family of Zadok continued to minister faithfully in the temple when Israel abandoned me for idols these men will serve as my ministers they will stand in my presence and offer the fat and blood of the sacrifices, says the Sovereign Lord. They alone will enter my sanctuary and approach my table to serve me. They will fulfill all my requirements. Then they will enter the gateway to the inner courtyard. They must wear only linen clothing. They must wear no wool while on duty in the inner courtyard or in the temple itself. They must wear linen turbans and linen undergarments. They must not wear anything that would cause them to perspire. When they return to, their, to the outer courtyard where the people are, they must take off the clothes they wear while ministering to me. They must leave them in the sacred rooms and put on other clothes so they do not endanger anyone by transmitting holiness to them through through this clothing. They must neither shave their heads nor let their hair grow too long. Instead, they must trim it regularly. The priests must not drink wine before entering the inner courtyard. They may choose their wives only from among the virgins of Israel or the widows of the priests. They may not marry other widows or divorced women. They will teach my people the difference between what is holy and what is common, what is ceremonially clean and unclean. They will serve as judges to resolve any disagreements among my people. Their decisions must be based on my regulations. And the priests themselves must obey my instructions and decrees and all the sacred festivals and see to it that the Sabbaths are set apart as holy days. A priest must not defile himself by being... In the presence of a dead person, unless it is his father or mother, child or child brother or unmarried sister. In such cases, it is permitted. Even then, he can return to his temple duties only after being ceremonially cleansed and then waiting for seven days. The first day he returns to work and enters the inner courtyard and the sanctuary, he must offer a sin offering for himself, says the Sovereign Lord. The priest will not have any property or possession of land, for I alone am their special possession. Their food will come from the gifts and sacrifices brought to the temple by the people, the grain offerings, the sin offerings, and the guilt offerings. Whatever anyone sets apart for the Lord will belong to the priests. The first of the ripe fruits and all the gifts brought to the Lord will go to the priests. The first batch of dough must also be given to the priests so the Lord will bless your homes." The priest may not eat meat from any bird or animal that dies of a natural death or that dies after being attacked by another animal. When you divide the land among the tribes of Israel, you must set aside a section for the Lord as his his holy portion. This piece of land will be eight and a third miles long and six and two thirds miles wide. The entire area will be holy. A section of this land measuring 875 feet by 875 feet will be set aside for the temple. An additional strip of land, 87 and a half feet wide, is to be left empty all around it. Within the larger sacred area, measure out a portion of land eight and a third miles long and three and a third miles wide. Within it, the sanctuary of the most holy place will be located. This area will be set, will be holy, set aside for the priests who minister to the Lord in the sanctuary. They will use it for their homes and my temple will be located within it. The strip of sacred land next to it, also eight and a third miles long and three and a third miles wide, will be a living area for the Levites who work at the temple. It will be their possession and a place for their towns. Adjacent to the larger sacred area will be a section of land, eight and a third miles long and one and two thirds miles wide. This will be set aside for a city where anyone in Israel can live. Two special sections of land will be set apart for the prince. One section will share a border with the east side of the sacred lands and city, and the second section will share a border on the west side. Then the far eastern and western borders of the prince's lands will line up with the eastern and western boundaries of the tribal areas. These sections of lands, land will be the prince's allotment. Then my princes will no longer oppress and rob my people. They will assign the rest of the land to the people, giving an allotment to each tribe." For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Enough, you princes of Israel. Stop your violence and oppression and do what is just and right. Quit robbing and cheating my people out of their land. Stop expelling them from their homes, says the Sovereign Lord. Use only honest weights and scales and honest measures, both dry and liquid. The homer will be your standard unit for measuring volume. The ephah and the bath will each measure one-tenth of a homer. And the standard unit for weight will be the silver shekel. One shekel will consist of twenty geras. And sixty shekels will be the equal to one mina. You must give this tax to the prince. One bushel of wheat or barley for every 60 you harvest 1% of your olive oil and one sheep or goat for every 200 in your flocks in Israel these will be the grain offerings burnt offerings and peace offerings that will make atonement for the people who bring them says the sovereign Lord all the people of Israel must join in bringing these offerings to the prince The prince will be required to provide offerings that are given at the religious festivals, the new moon celebrations, the Sabbath days, and all other similar occasions. He will provide the sin offerings, burnt offerings, grain offerings, liquid offerings, and peace offerings to purify the people of Israel, making them right with the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says... Early in early spring, on the first day of each new year, sacrifice a young bull with no defects to purify the temple. The priests will take blood from the sin offering and put it on the doorpost of the temple, the four do- corners of the upper ledge of the altar, and the gateposts at the entrance to the inner courtyard. Do this also on the seventh day of the new year for anyone who has sinned through error or ignorance. In this way you will purify the temple. On the fourteenth day of the first month, you must celebrate the Passover. The festival will last for seven days. The bread you eat during that time must be made without yeast. On the day of Passover, the prince will provide a young bull as a sin offering for himself and the people of Israel. On, the de- each, on each of the seven days of the feast, he will prepare a burnt offering to the Lord consisting of seven young bulls and seven rams without defects. A male goat will also be given each day for a sin offering, the prince will, be, will provide a basket of flour as a grain offering and a gallon of olive oil for each young bull and ram. During the seven days of the festival of shelters, which occurs every year in the early autumn, the prince will provide the same sacrifices to the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the grain offering, along with the required olive oil. In this reading, again, as we discussed before, very reminiscent of the Mosaic Law. But there's one thing that we read today, that God expects the priests to obey the instructions of the Lord. Now that might seem like an obvious thing that those that were serving the Lord as priests should be following the, the Lord's commands, and yet we see, we have seen throughout our readings of the Old Testament that they did not. Today we would call this a hypocrite. Someone who says that you should do one thing, but their lives look a completely the other way. Jesus certainly condemned this. And this is one thing that frustrates so many people when they see those that say that they follow the Lord, but their lives don't reflect that. We need to be very aware of this. Again, we are not going to live perfect lives. We strive to follow the Lord as best as we can. But we need to live the life. We need to live the life that says that our lives are going to mirror what God's Word says. It's what the Lord expects. And frankly, that's what people around us would expect. That if we're going to say that we live for the Lord, may we actually do so. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.